BSB OT some number. Usually I would start this podcast by somewhat being happy. And, you know, it's hard to, to be unhappy after you beat the Devils. Uh, Jack Hughes comes out. You have a f- miserable first period. He scores on what is uh, puck luck central. The Rangers look like absolute dog crap, if we're being honest, right? Then Chris Kreider goes fireball mode. Lafreniere makes a pass that should be hard but makes it look effortless. Bushnevich scores. And then just like, I don't know what happens to Igor Shosturkin. It is a non-contract contact injury. It looks absolutely brutal. We don't know. Let's just get this out of the way, Greg. And I didn't even introduce you yet. I'm here with my co-host, Greg Kaplan. He'll say hello in a second. This is an injury that I don't want to say is, you know, career-changing or whatever like that. I'm not going to overreact. I'm not a doctor. I don't know what happened. It could be a groin. could be a knee. could be a multitude of things. We don't know. We're going to have to wait and see. If they say lower body, upper body, I will throw fisticuffs at this point in time because something about this just makes me sick and uneasy where... I feel like I I just don't know. I just I feel very very uneasy about this injury. And please, I'm asking you to talk me off a ledge in this situation. Talk you off the ledge? I mean, I'm not going to talk you off a ledge. I had a lot of jokes ready to go for tonight's show. I was ready to run. Um, yeah, I it's it looked terrible. I know that if I stretched the way that Igor Shosturkin stretches on a normal basis, I too wouldn't be able to stand back up. Uh, but I am not a professional athlete, nor am I a goalie, nor am I flexible. I, I don't know. I, I'm not going to speculate. We know it's – the odds of it not being serious are slim to none because, one, you can just tell by the way Igor reacts. It, it, he's, I've never seen him in that much pain before. It's it's uneasy to see any hockey player in that much pain. It seems like he was struggling to stand back up. He definitely couldn't put any weight, no weight on his whatsoever. right leg. It's uh, – it's troubling. Um, we'll have to wait and see. The Rangers, look, I, we're not one to give uh, their medical staff or, or public relations department much credit, but more so than other teams, we usually know what's wrong with players when they I, do get injured. I we will give them some credit. They, they, they usually do tell you exactly what the ailment is. Yeah, I now that I'm thinking about it, as I'm talking about it, though, like we know what happened to Truba, but we never really knew what happened to Heedle. We think he broke his hand. We have rumors. The rumors don't. where he broke his hand, yes. Yeah, but like so, sometimes they tell us what happened. Other times they don't. I mean, they're going to just say probably lower body injury here, and he'll await further tests or whatever. But it it nothing about it looks short term. Um, really, nothing more to speculate beyond that. It, do I expect the Rangers to have an update? As soon as tonight, no, no, no. Uh, I don't think we'll hear anything until we'll... afternoon tomorrow, or maybe maybe late this at this weekend. Really? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe Monday. Maybe they're he's not playing in the no, next Ranger game. No I way. I guarantee you that. No way. Uh, yeah, it <sighs> it's a damper. It, it's hard to be happy about a six-one win. I the way the game started, the way the game ended, it. it you forget that the Rangers scored six goals in between. It might have been the worst first period the Rangers have played. Since opening night, they looked absolutely dog shit. It seems like the proper it, term. It's the proper term. I said crap to PC myself, but shit is the proper term in this situation. Yeah, yeah but not even like human poo, you know? Like yeah, a, a, it was. A lesser animal, like shih tzu poop is they, what they looked like. They were quite terrible. And to win yeah. to win 6-1 is 
I don't like I would dude, I was so ready to come on here and just gush and be goofy and happy and just be like, well, I guess, you know, Kako couldn't if, what, imagine if Kako and Panarin were there. Well, like, this would have been so much fun. Hell, the Rangers, Ryan, the Rangers scored six goals tonight. Mika Zibanejad was benched for 10 minutes because he stunk it up. That's like it, crazy, it's, dude. It's crazy to think that the New York Rangers won this game six to one when so much happened in between. That wasn't good for the New York Rangers. And we're not just talking about the Shesterkin injury. Mika, man, I don't know what it is at this point. It, he got the primary point on Lafreniere's goal. By the way, Lafreniere, uh, all the people that gave Jesus. any modicum of time to people who ever calling Lafreniere a bust, just you're silly. What are we doing silly. here? What are we doing you're, you're here? Nuts. Seems like my he's parenting. I'm seems like he's pretty good, Greg. Just my opinion. Yeah, I mean, kind of playing like a number one overall draft pick right now. He's what a four four game point streak. This yeah, was his and all of his passes are of absolutely filthy. They're all disgusting. Yeah. You the NHL let. Alexi Lafreniere get hot and now they're in trouble. It, it's we we've joked about this before, but the amount of crying and time on ice watching that's going to happen when Kraftsoff returns here, Kako's back in the lineup, and Aaron's back in the lineup. Like poor Julian Goche might never play hockey again, and it's nothing because it's not because Julian Goche did anything I, wrong. I know, and Kraftsoff's coming. Like Goche, Goche is never going to play on this team. Period. End of story. Yeah, it, and then I, I had I've been workshopping Chris Kreider ideas. I, I gotta ask. But well, I mean, let's have a little fun with this because the Rangers did win six to one tonight. All right, and we'll some have a good little things fun. happened in between. Sure. Has Has Chris Kreider ever in his NHL career gone the NHL equivalent of one for three with a walk? No. Like, no. has he ever just had an average game? The dude is either scold, scolding hot or frigid. As there I, is no in between with Chris. This Kreider. we've covered the. You know, I the, I think I can legitimately say this now. We've covered the team for five years. Pretty heavily. I think we are in the top percentile of people who pay attention to the Rangers, bar none. There's never been a time where I could be like, Chris Kreider, 6 out of 10 game. <laughs> it just does not happen. There, it's it's sim- Even in the playoffs, there will be, there'll be times where for two periods, Chris Kreider is absolutely invisible. And then for that third period, I remember specifically against the Capitals. There was a period where he ended up tying the game in the Capital Series a couple of years ago where he just turned it on, and he was the best player on the ice. He's either the a top two or three best player on the ice or a bottom five, and it's never in between. It, that's just what he is. I called him Adam Dunn on Twitter, and I think it's— It works if people know who Adam Dunn is, yes. Right. I will say that Chris Kreider is a three-true-outcome hockey player, in, in, and by what I mean by that is he— did, He's either scoring goals, doing absolutely nothing, or murdering goalies. Those are the only three thing, three possible outcomes for Chris Kreider. Um, he, he, he's incredible right now. But he, as incredible as he is right now, it doesn't bury the fact that he was awful to start the season. No, once again, it doesn't make any sense. But this how is Chris Kreider. This is every year, dude. Like every year. Every year, we, uh, we, at this point, it's kind of on us for overreacting to how bad he was. Notoriously, we have an episode. I think it's like episode twenty-three. We are now on episode. I don't know. This is this because we do OTs now. We do twice a week, so we're at this probably six like hundredth episode at this point. But of our weekly episodes, we are now on two seventy-nine, something like that. And I think on episode like twenty-two, twenty-three, you our big thesis was: Is it time to trade Chris Kreider? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we. To be fair, we were having those discussions around two twenty as well because the Rangers were thinking about trading him last year. Well, that's fair. But you go back and listen to that episode. A lot of what I said is still ringing true. He's the streakiest player that's ever existed. But it's it, his his highs are so incredibly high 
that it almost makes up for his lows, which are somewhere around Atlantis level lows. They're terrible. It, it I, I've never, I, in all my life, as long as I've been a Met fan, as long as I've been a Ranger fan, I can't remember a player that is this night and day different when he's on and when he's off. I just, for you put a gun to my head and say, name one average Chris Kreider game, I would not be able to I do it. I can't actually the do average it. Average doesn't exist for him. Yeah, and I'm sure that people out there could find, like, the stats. Like, here's the middle of the road. I don't care. Like, <laughs> that's – oh, I did the slack thing. I'm an idiot. All right, I'm closing it. Um, it it's, it's a situation where he just even, – even the Buffalo game, man, he comes out and he scores a goal that, like, it shouldn't have gone in, and he's, like, confused as to what's happening because he's he so hot. He shrugged his shoulders and said, guess it went in. Like, that's, <laughs> those are literally his words. Oh, and then after, after the game, he went to go – Teach neurophysiology at UCLA. The dude is incredible. I, after tonight's game, I wouldn't be surprised if he literally solved a cold case that is some 25 years old it's, at this point. It's hilarious because what he's doing in the interview, I'm like, this is Chris. This is his interview voice, and it's not what he sounds like. I'm convinced. Like, I don't – I just don't think that's him. He puts a mask on, and he's like, I will never reveal my true self. That's it. It's not happening. I, here's the thing. I don't think there is – like Chris Kreider's true self is constantly changing what he it's, is. It's He's a chameleon. <laughs> like the, his that that might be what you hear in his interview voice is just like how Chris Kreider might talk, but that's how he talks in English. We haven't even uncovered how he talks in Mandarin or Russian. Right, or, right. Of all these six other languages yeah. he's known to speak, of course. He's 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 freaking James Bond, but it, like. A less mentally stable James Bond, I think, <laughs> if that's humanly possible. It, well, like, it's hot and cold. That's it. I, uh, he's Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah. He really is. Yeah, he, Jekyll he, and Hyde he, is a good are, one. He, he either he he's either Casino Royale or Quantum of Solace. Like Ooh, I said, there's literally no no in between. Good right? reference there. Yeah, Kreider, just something totally different. Uh, he can't be turned off right now, and that this is how it will play out. Just so everyone knows. Chris Kreider will probably continue this hot streak for another game or two, and then he will disappear. And you'll be like, what happened to Chris? Well, we told Chris, you off already. <laughs> Chris, Chris will get to 25 goals and then stop scoring. The Rick it, Nash experience. Shut up. <laughs> Sorry. Stupid idiot. All right, since you ruined my mood, I guess we should talk a little bit about Mika. Okay, um, let's do that. Because I, I, I want to say, say one thing off the rip. Okay. Because I, I, saw, I saw it a bunch on Twitter and Lord knows we're going to continue to see it the next coming days Mm -hmm. because Mika gets benched and it's very clear that it was a benching. If he was hurt. Yeah. Sam and Joe were like, Oh, is he hurt or something like that? And they were like, no, he'd go to the locker room. Yeah. He came back. He played a normal third period for the most part. It was a, it was a pretty clear benching. I don't think I would have made Mika Zibanejad the goat for that first period. They were everybody top to bottom was abysmal except for Igor Shesterkin. It should have easily been like three nothing at the end of one. Absolutely. The Rangers should have been dead to rights. That in, the, the Rangers winning this game six one has more to do with the fact that Igor Shosturkin kept it a competitive ball game than it does the Rangers finally got hot. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just guys, it you're all gonna say, well, why is Mika Zibanejad held to different standards than Brett Howden? I already see it. I see all your think pieces already playing out. Some of you are probably typing as I'm talking right now. <laughs> Just stop. Number 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 one, Mika Zibanejad needs to be held to higher standards than Brett Howden because he's Mika Zibanejad, right? Mm-hmm. You're, we're talking about the guy that is the number one most important center for the New York Rangers and a guy who gets fourth line minutes. 
Number two, it is very clear that something is wrong with Mika Zibanejad's game. What it is, is it lingering COVID effects? We don't know. He's not going to say anything besides athlete speak and say how he needs to continue to put in the work. He needs to grind. He needs to, the points will come, blah, blah, blah. And to an extent, the points are coming. He had another assist tonight. Um, but number three, and maybe the most important part, I don't know how many times I have to say this on the podcast, and it's not me endorsing what the Man Rocket does on a nightly basis, but I'm telling you, the only way Brett Howden will be held accountable for his play will be if people think his play is not good. And we have no evidence to suggest. There is plenty of evidence out there to show that Brett Howden isn't doing anything on the ice. We all see it. We all know it. You, we don't need to be slapped with it on a daily basis. You can, you can watch the cardio I'm, yourself with your own two eyes. Yeah, what I'm saying is it's not just the Rangers that think Brett Howden is playing well. It's the, for most part, most of the league thinks Brett Howden is playing well. Does that mean there's a problem within the game? Yeah, probably. I mean, we're not breaking news by saying some of the evaluations done for players in this league is just flat out wrong. But this isn't, this isn't the Rangers specifically missing something on Brett Howden. The entire league is missing something. And it's either we're crazy, all of us on Rangers Twitter are crazy for suggesting that something's going on here. Yep. Or something's just wrong in the matrix. But the Rangers can't punish Brett Howden if they think he's doing something well. And it's very clear that the Rangers feel Brett Howden is Sa- doing They literally told well. Sam Rosen to say something about it. They were like, oh, the Rangers are loving the way that Brett Howden's playing the game. He's done a great job on the penalty kill. It's yeah. Like, okay. So it's, it, should Brett Howden – first of all, Brett Howden should never be held to the standards that Mika Zibanejad – is being held to because again, Brett Howden isn't determining if the Rangers win or lose games. He's kind of just existing in the middle. Mika Zibanejad single-handedly can determine if the Rangers win or lose games. So whatever the punishment for Mika Zibanejad or the reward for Mika Zibanejad, it needs to be incredibly bigger than whatever you do to Brett Howden. But it's not that the Rangers are prioritizing or playing favorites with Brett Howden. They legitimately think he's doing something well. This isn't my opinion. I am not telling you I think Brett Howden is doing something incredibly well. I have been very consistent on this podcast that the one thing Brett Howden does incredibly well is look good. And probably, (laughs) if he wants to, lay it down when he wants. That's all I'm saying. Lay down because he's tired from skating so much with cardio is what you're saying. Right, no, do more sit-ups. That's what I'm saying. Yes, okay. Yeah, do his crunches. Right. Do some planks. Yep. Maybe with a partner. Just I wanted to know. clear that up for in case we were getting in trouble there. So that's it. Right. No, just we're, for talking, we're, t- we're talking about calisthenics here. Right. Not Kama Sutra. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Right? Is that what it's called? Yeah, the, the sutra. Sure. Uh, yeah. In this situation... No, but to, to, to put the bow on it. Put the bow on it, my friend. Because people are going to say... Mika is being held to a standard that Brett Howden is not being held to. He should be. He's very important. And also, we got to find out what the hell it is that Brett Howden is doing to impress people within the league. Because he's doing something, Ryan. He's, it, it's I, What it is, we don't know. I, he, I can't remember the last time he had a shot on net. I definitely can't remember the last time he scored a goal. I personally don't think he's doing anything on the defensive end from an eye test that would stand out. Uh, Sam and Joe mentioned how well 
uh, Brett Howden was playing on the penalty kill with Kevin Rooney. And I know for a fact, a lot of that has to do with the fact that it's Kevin Rooney who's playing incredibly well. And Kevin Rooney's playing so well that if you put literally anybody next to him, they're going to look good. So I, I'm a little exacerbated how we have this. And Brett, there are parts of Rangers Twitter that has this Brett Howden discussion on a daily basis. And God bless him for having the energy to be able to do it. it until we figure out what it is the Rangers like, we need to stop talking about what it is that we clearly see that isn't working because nothing seems to be working. He really generally exists. And for some reason, the NHL likes that and the Rangers like that. So I, I, I don't know. I, I, I just, I already see the think pieces coming out about Zibanejad v. Howden. And it, it, it's guys, you're wasting your time. I, I, I gotta tell you, it, it's, it's not there. The proof is not in the pudding. You need to do something else with your day. I don't know what it is, but please find it. Can I give you you're just going to make yourself more upset? Can I give you my uh, very, very short version of your take? It's extremely sure. short. In oh. my in my opinion, this situation was David Quinn just saying, "I need to make an impact here. We look like absolute crap, as we mentioned earlier in the first period." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's no one better that I can make an example of because of Benajad right now. He's supposed to be a leader of this team who is not leading. I would like to light a fire under all my guys. Everyone on this team will notice that Mika is benched. Some people might not notice that Bert Howden is benched. I will bench Mika, well, and that's exactly what I will do. But not, but not just that, Ryan. It, it, did Mika Zibanejad, has he done anything to earn the ice time that he's been getting? <sighs> no. No. I don't think so. And with Philip with Hedl being back, the Rangers finally have... They a have player an on the ice that they can put above Mika Zibanejad if they need. Stroman made a nice pass tonight. There you go. Just he saying. also had an he had an oopsie daisy that worked out for him it, too. It, it did. It went right. A in happy for him. accident. There it is. It. Yeah, but yeah, this was this was a different discussion when it was just Ryan Strome, right? Kevin Rooney wasn't actually ever going to get more minutes than Mika Zibanejad at five v five. It wasn't going to happen. Whether I thought it should, whether you thought it should, whether it was deserved, it wasn't actually ever going to happen. But Heedle's back now. So Quinn finally has an option that he trusts and has confidence in and is playing incredibly well. And if Mika Zibanejad is, I don't think he was dogging it, but for whatever reason, it's not there. And it's clearly mental at this point. Yeah, At least a level of it is mental. I hate to keep quoting Sam and Joe, but even they were saying... You know, I think this is this is not for lack of trying, and I agree with them. It's not for Mika Zibanejad like being lazy or lack of trying. Clearly, the man wants to compete. It's obvious, but he, it has to be mental or fr- frustrating or COVID uh, hangover or whatever is going. Could be it could be a multitude of things. We it's just anything we say at this point is speculation. But he's not the same player, and he hasn't even come close to being that same player. It's every part of his game: the sniping ability, the shooting, the trigger man stop. Everything looks bad for Mika been in jail right now nothing is coming together actually we got to take a quick break we'll come back and uh continue this conversation transition all right we're back uh after uh, a little bit of a break there obviously we're talking mika and uh the igor situation which is still haunting me at this point uh gut gut reaction uh, this is all speculation I, I don't know how long it'll be, but I, I do believe this might be similar to Panarin, the last we might have seen of Igor for the year. I could be wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I really I Well, really they said am. someone so one of the beats said today that Panarin was skating again. 
Yeah. So it's very clear that Panarin's coming back. Yes, I, I, I can see that Panarin's coming back. I'm like, and that's good news for everybody out there because my gut feeling was very wrong on every Panarin if he is skating and ready to getting ready to come back. I mean, he said two weeks to uh, some reports there, or at least he asked the Rangers for two weeks. But the Igor thing, man, I, I'm just I. I'm sitting here sick to my stomach. I know there's nothing much more we can say. Anything we say is just sort of back and forth, absolute nonsense that has no meaning to it. But I guess the, this brings up the question, if, if Keith does start a game, do we have to go? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm not vaccinated, so that's good. Yeah, I, I look, that we're talking about personal preferences at that point. I, I'm not going to a sporting event until I get a shot in my arm. Same. It, that's, just, that's just me. I... Same. You guys know how big of a Met fan I am. And look, if I don't have a shot in my arm and the Mets are in the World Series, guess who's not going to the World Series? Greg Kaplan. Yeah, but we'll, I'm just, I'll get shitty in my own house. We're on, we're, we're on track also, right if now. If I don't have a shot by October, yeah. Jesus Christ, there's what a, the fuck happened? There's a problem. Like, um, no, a lot of people I know are getting it all the time. Obviously, my wife has it. Whatever. We're not, this is not a vaccination podcast. No, no, no. no. Um, the Rangers in this situation are going to have to lean on Georgiev, and I think they're okay doing that. They've shown that they trust him. They've obviously wanted to alternate goalies all year. Uh, I, I think he will get – I actually don't know like how soon we will see Keith if it is an option. Let's say Igor is theoretically out two to well, eight next, weeks, Well, next right? weekend not, – maybe not – I don't think it's next weekend. I think the weekend after the Rangers have a back-to-back. They have a back-to-back this Saturday. weekend. It's uh, Saturday, Sunday this weekend. Are, is it? Yeah. It's 1 o'clock on Saturday and then 7 o'clock on Sunday. I don't think we want to see Keith. I mean, that's essentially a day in between. Um, also, Georgiev is as fresh as fresh can be. He's played, he played five minutes tonight. Uh, I, my guess off the top of my head would be uh, Keith would probably get, if Igor's still out, one of those Capitals games, March Madness weekend. Um, yeah, I think that's right. And, yeah, and to, fair, fair point, to be fair, Keith had a bad year last year, but this is a guy who single-handedly led the Devils to the playoffs right in the recent past. and only they got they lost to i don't know if you've heard of them the tampa bay lightning <laughs> like yeah that's a keith, squad that's legit going into this season keith started more games in the national hockey league than georgiev and igor combined that's he's he's a proven veteran he's i i get it guys he's our friend we're gonna say very nice things i'm also gonna say some very mean things to keith because trust me he's a guy that needs to be knocked down a couple pegs yeah well he's, uh, he's a good looking dude who's six foot three has an NHL contract, he cleans up. What? He's great. <laughs> he, he's, he's fine. He doesn't need two nerds on a podcast blowing smoke I'm very excited stuff. to, uh, if he lets it a softy, to send him some nice messages. That's all I'll say. <laughs> yeah, we're going to give him shit. Uh, uh, my favorite Keith story that I've told people before, uh, we had... The axe throwing? You were, you were there as well. We had a bachelor party in Montreal. Yes. Um, for whatever reason, uh, the reason I came up with Three of my friends, we came up last because the three of us or four of us decided to play around the golf in Saratoga before driving six hours to Montreal. So all you guys were already in Montreal getting the house together. Yes, sir. And then we rolled up. Keith, immediately upon seeing me, starts just ragging on me <laughs> and saying how I'm slow, how it, why did it take me so long to get there. And this was right after Keith played for Team USA in the – um, IIHF World Championships and the USA won, won bronze. And I walk up to him and I said, Keith, I had no idea that they let bronze through the border. <laughs> and then Keith, Keith literally pulled a knife on me. And that was the last I brought that up. 
<laughs> but like, like that's the relationship we have with Keith. Like, yeah, we, it's nice. We razz him. It's fine. It's fine. If the Rangers needed a backup goalie, I Keith is a guy you would want to be the Rangers' number three goalie in a season like this. He, if he gets hot, anything's possible. Yeah, he's, he's not going to start more than Georgiev, guys. That's just no, what it is. No, he's not. He, Georgiev's going to get eighty percent of the games. We also. Quinn said tonight that it's a lower body injury and we'll know more tomorrow. Is that what he said? Maybe we'll know more tomorrow. All yeah. Right. That that that's what that's what the beats are reporting tonight. So we don't know. Uh Igor you always think it hurts a lot more when it happens than it does a couple days after. So maybe whatever it is, it'll be fine. It didn't look good. It's that simple. I, I we can't speculate it on any more than that. I'd be surprised if you missed any if you only missed a couple games, just on how it looked, but you know, Paul Pierce pooed his pants and he got taken off in a wheelchair, but he was fine. Yeah, this this is a little different in this situation. <laughs> we, we, yeah, probably, but I'm just saying, like, looks aren't always results. So maybe I, I, I can't be positive about it. I can't be super upbeat You're considering right. what it looks like. Let's be nice. patient from there. Let's, I have no idea. I want to have an overall takeaway from these last two games. And then uh, that'll be my final point, I guess, on this this OT on a uh, Thursday night late. Both these games uh, were games the Rangers won, obviously, versus Buffalo and New Jersey. But I I felt the entire time that they didn't deserve it at all. Like, both, absolutely both games. I thought Buffalo played the pants off the Rangers, despite being a, a strictly worse team on every single level. And not only that, an absolute tire fire. I think they lost five to two tonight and their shots, the shots was 45 to 18. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, the, sa- the same. Yeah. They're trading Eichel. Anyway. Yeah. I, I saw the rest aligning quote being like, nobody wants to stink. And I, I was like, yeah, I don't know. Some people do. <laughs> I gotta tell you, there are people out there that are like, I love it. This is great. This is good. Yeah. I'm loving it. And uh, I, I thought, you know, up until Chris Kreider just became an absolute human fireball. And even, you know, after that, it just looked like, looks like the Devils gave up. But just look, the Rangers right now are down serious talent. I know Hedl came back. No Truba, no Kako, no no Panarin. And I still feel like there's another level this team could go to. That I think, what is it now? They've won five out of the last seven? It's, uh, they've played. I know it's, it's definitely four or five. Yeah, they've they've done a great job, kind of rebounding this season. They're what what you would call NHL 500. I think it's eight eight and three at this point, and you know I don't think they're going to have a chance to make this quote unquote run at the playoffs. Maybe uh, maybe if the Devils stay this kind of uh, quality bad. of hockey, yeah, yeah, just say bad. I don't, you don't you use the, yeah, a lot of words I'll, there to say bad. Okay, I'll say bad. Maybe if they stay this bad, and then right after the trade deadline, the Rangers play them four times in a row. They can just sweep them and then try and make a run at the playoffs, and hopefully Igor gets back healthy. You got Kako and Panarin, and maybe do some damage before you get taken out. I don't know, but uh, for me, Greg, and at least this is my opinion on this. I don't know why I keep saying that. I'm getting I'm getting a uh, conditioned to saying my opinion. Even though obviously it is my opinion on my podcast with you, which right, is also your opinion. Sometimes, sometimes apparently it's not obvious. I know, so I'm just trying to make it obvious at this point. Uh, I just think they're playing down to their competition, and, and as much as I, I should expect more, and I know I shouldn't because the talent just isn't there. I, I, I think this team could could go to another level. As crazy as that sounds, I don't think it sounds crazy because again, you're talking about the team playing without three of its most important players, arguably, I think clearly it's most important. Clearly player in Panarin. it's most player, important um, player. Yeah. And then clearly it's most important second player, which is Kako. And 
Jacob Truba is a huge part of this team defense, whether people feel comfortable admitting that or not. Uh, I thought the criticisms following the Sabres game were a little tough. I, I, I didn't think it was a great Ranger performance, but I also didn't think they stunk up the joint. Um, I think they played like a team that was once again missing Panarin, Kako, and Truba, and had a lot of Brendan Smith, a lot of Jack Johnson. Ryan Lindgren took a fighting major, which meant even more Jack Johnson. Like, to me, the Sabres game, it was, it was like that was to me a middling performance for a team that was missing its stars. And you're happy that they won, but I, I, did, I thought it would, some of the criticisms following that game were a little strong and a little tough. Uh, tonight, the first 30 minutes of tonight's game was just crap. I, it, they looked like a team that didn't care. And then something happened when Kreider scored that first goal and the Rangers never looked back. The only player that seemed like he wanted it tonight was Igor, which makes the injury that much more crushing on a like soulful level. Um, it, 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 it's tough to react to a 6-1 to one win and say that the New York Rangers are undeserved winners there. But quite frankly, they got to be happy that they played the Devils tonight because the Devils just handed them the ball game. They're, the Rangers should have been losing by more than a goal after the first. And it didn't look like the Rangers had any interest in getting into the game halfway through the second. And then the final 30 minutes of the game, it whatever clicked, clicked. Um, it's If the Rangers want to go on a run, they can't give a team 30 minutes to do whatever they want. It, like, they're lucky it's the Devils. If this was the Bruins, the Rangers would have been down 5 nothing, and they would have shown no life and no effort in the second half of the game. Uh, it's, it's that simple. You can't give good teams – that much runway whether it's because the rangers are young whether it's because the rangers are missing key players in their lineup whether it's because some of their stars are struggling whatever the reason it is just can't do it you're not going to win hockey games in the nhl by doing that it's kind of hearkening back to all those years of us talking about elaine vino and how the rangers were surrendering shots at an unsustainable rate and the only reason they were winning hockey games is because they had henrik lundquist in net it you won those games because you had Hank. It's just, it's, it's not going to happen. That's not how you win in this NHL. It just isn't. Um, the only way you can win by doing that is if you're playing seven, six of the seven teams in the Canadian division, because they're tire fires. It's, it's going to be tough. It's not going to get easier, especially if Igor is missing time as good as Georgiev has looked in bursts. I mean, you go back, to, go back to the game where he got into a fist fight with Tony D'Angelo after the game, right? While D'Angelo shouldn't have said what he said, super soft goal that Georgiev so, let up in overtime. A lot of soft goals couple, from Georgiev. Yeah, and he year. let up a couple softies before that overtime goal, too. Yes, sir. Like, a, a good teammate doesn't fight his goalie, but at the same time, Georgiev had an awful game. And it, we've seen a we, When Georgiev's not on his game, it's bad. It goes bad quickly. So it, it's, it's going to be a tough stretch here for the Rangers, for sure. Yeah, but, I think if you're a Ranger fan here, and obviously you are if you're listening to this or you're a psychopath... Nah, I think they're either they're either Met fans, yep, horse racing, fans. horse racing fans. Uh, uh, what, what else? What we, have we added? We, we got recently? something new stuff. I don't know. Whatever gambling. Uh, yeah, like more generally uh, speaking, I guess idiot fans. Uh, <laughs> of, of us, want to feel smart and want to <laughs> listen to dum dum. Chilling with, chilling with the boys. Uh, in this situation, if you're a Ranger fan, you got to hope that this Igor situation is the worst case scenario is a season ending, not not ACL. Like that, 
you don't want it to be till next March is the next time you see Igor. That's that's what you have to hope. Like, it's fine if he's injured. It can fully recover. This season has been the season from hell anyway. Like, we weren't expecting anything. It's been absolutely awful. There's been a million. Greg just mentioned the fight with D'Angelo. Obviously, the Panarin story, a mil- Trubud injury, a Heedle injury, a million other things. Season from hell. If Igor has to be out the rest of the season, so be it. That's totally fine. Let's just hope it's not worse than any of that. That's That's all we can ask for. Yeah, my entire mindset about injuries are, is just completely thrown for a loop the last two days because you see Igor's injury tonight, and we don't know what the prognosis is, but we're big baseball guys, obviously. Yes. I don't know if you know this, Ryan, but I, I tend to like the New York Mets. Heard of it. Uh, Framber Valdez takes a ground ball back to the pitcher. It looked like it jammed his finger, but he pitches another inning, and then the next day John Hammond is like, hey, by the way, he's going to be out for the season because he broke his finger. Like, so I'm just completely thrown for a loop on what actual injuries are these days because I have no idea how Framber Valdez can throw another inning with a broken finger. And then the next day, the team's like, you know, we're probably not going to have him at all this season. Like, what? I just, he, he uh, just, put, he, he, he got three guys out in a row. Uh, what do you mean he's done for the season? I don't know. Adrenaline's incredible, and we're not doctors, but the, the Igor thing looks brutal, man. So let's hope for the best. Let's hope Chris Kreider stays red hot and, uh, Let's see what happens at a back-to-back this weekend for NYR. We will be back next Monday night with Travis Yost. Maybe. It's not confirmed. Oh, no, it's confirmed. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, he'll, he's, he's good to go Monday. We're going to have to record a little early, but he'll be fine. That is fine. So we will record with Travis Yost on Monday. It'll be a great time. We'll talk Jack Eichel and a bunch of other things, including the what happens to the weekend for the New York Rangers. As always, feedback is appreciated. Leave some five-star questions. Leave some five-star reviews. Otherwise, if you just like the show... And you follow me on Twitter at O'Reilly. Follow Greg at Bushwick Break. We'll be back then. Love you guys. Bye.